Listener Production. Our dirty little secret of two tasty Pop-Tarts of joy that nobody talks about. Shh. If too many people listen, they may have to become grown-ups. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, Australia sat down at the blackjack table of life over the weekend. I reckon we're on about a 15, 14, 15, maybe a 16. Depends on there, but... The, uh, the question was asked by the, uh, the dealer in his little black vest sitting above the green velvet of the table and said, would you like to hit, sir, and <laughs> go for something different? Maybe something that could be a little bit better. Potentially something that could send you bust, in some opinions. And Australia said, I'll stay. Um, when we voted no to the Indigenous uh, recognition via a voice to Parliament. The votes came in. It was over pretty quickly, O'Kine. How are you? Where were you watching? Uh, I was watching in Brisbane. Um, look, we'll dive into a few of the uh, finer details a little bit, what it, what it might mean and, you know, how we've sort of seen it play out. And then uh, we'll and just, leave it there. because we'll leave oh, it there. I think that's that's all we all we need to say, really. Is the, the result says it all. Um, but it is worth, you know, having a few few final thoughts before we um, move towards what's the next thing going to be because I think everyone agrees there's a there's a problem it's not good enough currently and a look at the numbers as well I find the numbers a little bit interesting oh is are you going to be all day breakfasts Anthony Green Matt you're going to crunch a few numbers I sat in I sat in the car with Anthony Green on the way to Splendor one day (laughs) wait for real yeah he was he was doing a talk at the science tent and he was he was just Chatting away in the front seat and um, you know, you talking what, all politics. If Matt O'Kine and Anthony Green are in a taxi together, the amount of number crunching on that tariff meter <laughs> would almost create a, a black hole in time and space. It would tear the fabric. I actually think, I'm not going to lie, I actually think Dr. Carl was in the same car no, as, as well. No, I no, think, no, no. I think. No. I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. You're telling me that's so, the answer to everyone's who would be your three <laughs> ideal taxi, maxi taxi ride passengers? Let's just say it was very difficult being the smartest one in the room. All right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of pressure on you there. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I uh, yeah yeah. Look, I will do. It. I just want to have a little, just a very very quick look at some of the numbers. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm excited to chat to Bron because it's Clickfish Day, and yeah. it's uh, it's one of our favourite segments that we do during the week, and we cannot wait to find out with all of this you know, serious business Ooh. going on, just some of the absolute garbage <laughs> that's been floating around the internet. So uh, we're going to jump right into this is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. It's a Monday morning. Hope you're at least having an okay one. <laughs> this is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. So yeah, Australia was always going to wake up um, pretty well normal on a, uh, on a Monday morning post-referendum. The only sliding doors moment, Matt O'Connor, I could see is, you know, there's always going to be actual on-the-ground hard work needing to be done and policy needs to be made by politicians. One was they're going to have to do it as we've been doing it. And the other one was they're going to have to do it with a little advisory body there to, to tell them what, what they reckon might work with their lived experiences. And we said, no, we're going to, we're going to get these politicians up and working in the, uh, the traditional manner. So democracy in action. And it, can we just, can we just say how good is the fact that democracy is there to just ask everyone with so much turmoil going in the world, in the world, Australia could stand in lines <laughs> around it. I was at like a hall standing in a line at a hall, having a chat to people. I mean, and it's the same on polling booths when I've run for parliament, I, 
you chat to the people in the no t-shirt and the yes t-shirt and the other people and they're quite nice people. Do you chat? I went up and chatted to the no dude on the, on the, um, on the poll, no, polling booth. Didn't go have a chat I, to him. I avoided eye contact. Yeah. Why? Well, well you, I just... you, I mean, that's in your, your contracts for most of the events <laughs> you, you hold that. The first two years of it, Bron was unable to make eye contact with you either. <laughs> No, I mean, it was, there was something a little bit different about that for me because, mm. um, you know, and it's the same with the same sex marriage plebiscite. I, I like for me, I felt, you know, it's one thing to vote no based on the information that you've seen. Yeah. Um, for me to literally go out of your way to encourage others to do the same in that, in that aspect for me, I was a bit like, I don't know if I... If I, uh, if I'm into the friendly chats this morning, <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? It was, it was quite... Like you're allowed to have your opinion, of course, but it's like, it's like if you're actively going out to dissuade someone, I was like, okay, I don't know about that. But that's, look, that's well, me and I'm like, sure people yeah, have I, got their reasons. I don't mind people voting no. And I don't mind people encouraging other people to vote no. Like if you're, if you're saying if you're out there saying, I want to vote no, because it's going to be divisive and you're sticking by that, that's okay. What I hate is people saying I'm voting no, because it's going to be divisive. Some, you know, rando, quite lovely celebrity writes yes on their hand, you know, for whatever reason, because they've got a reason could be because it's not going to be divisive. It's going to be uniting, right? <laughs> they do that. If you, you're making your own videos, like, I think it's going to be divisive. Please vote no on your own channels. That's fine. It's when, oh, it's going to be divisive. And then you see someone else post it and get on their Instagram and comment on their Instagram. Take that back, you woke, brainwashed, <laughs> leftist flog. Because <laughs> it's not the no vote that's the issue, you know? It's when people are hypocritical in their vote, their voting or their reasoning or those kind of things that I like find quite annoying. That's, that's why, and that's why like on, on the day of the, the, you know, the day of the election, the, the guy who I ran against, um, in the election last time, Dan Tian, liberal, um, minister, shadow minister at this point, voting no, has been putting out his 12 reasons to vote no. And on the day of the election, he put out, I'll read it verbatim because I don't want to misquote him. It says the voice will open the door to activists who believe it's the first step to reparations and compensation and other radical changes, Right which is fine. It's fine if you think, oh, this could, you know, spend too much money and go, go too far as, you know, first step to going too far. That is fine. What annoyed me about it. Oh, go on. Fire up, Daiso. Was that in 2021, him as part of the Liberal cabinet with Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced $380 million in an Indigenous reparations scheme for victims of the stolen generation. Hmm. So to come out and warn people, oh, this will mean reparations. Literally two years ago, you gave out reparations. You did. You're the one who did it. So why are you scaring people? It's going to be reparations. When that happens, I assume you stand by it. But if it's the hypocrisy that I don't like, Matt O'Kind. I can handle yeah. the no votes. But um, yeah, so shout outs to the, to the no voters who got there and had their voice yeah, heard. And shout outs to the no vo voters who like their reason was like, we've already got Indigenous members of parliament. Okay. Shout out to them who, you know, now will go out and vote for indigenous members of parliament <laughs> You'd hope. and, and get them in there and not be annoyed if, cause the thing was like, like it's great indigenous members of parliament, that, that is awesome. 
if I had an Indigenous member in my electorate and I'm like, hey, can you come and fix the hospital or the roads? Like, oh, sorry, I'm booked up for a Zoom meeting on national Indigenous issues. You'd be like, okay, <laughs> all right, just constantly in there doing that. <laughs> all right. Meeting, is meeting going to be over soon or what? What's happening here? We're on the clock here, people. So that was, um, yeah, that was my thing. But yeah, that's, that's where we're at. I, yeah, I didn't love, I didn't love that some certain people use this as a personal political promotion, you know, mm. uh, putting, putting the, putting their own political careers ahead of others that, um, that hurt me a little bit seeing that. Yeah. Um, but, and I was, I was very worried on behalf of the state that I've just moved back to Alex Dyson. Indeed. <laughs> well, the numbers in the end. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I'm stoked to announce that Queensland, um, had the most no votes. What's the thing? You know, who else had a lot of no votes? Northern Territory has a high indigenous population. You know, that's yeah. another thing. I don't mind voting no if you're friends indigenous with the elders and that sort of thing. Well, that's it. We got we got we got to account we got to account for all the indigenous people who voted no as well. Yeah, you exactly know? right. Their, their voice needs to be heard in this particular situation. But I do find it funny as well. Like you're sort of damned if you do, if damned if you don't. If you're an indigenous person, right, and you're you're hardworking, you're talented, you're smart, you know, you're great at what you do. Like Kathy Freeman, right, hardworking, did became super successful. You know, someone like Noel Pearson, whose intelligence and advocacy gets up to a certain point. If you, you know, people like Patty Mills, who mm. <laughs> Torres Strait Islander, first Torres Strait Islander in the NBA, you know, you, you do all this, you lift yourself up and then you're like, okay, I'm going to speak and, you know, try and lift up my people. And people are like, oh, these, it'll only help the elites, you know, not the real <laughs> Aboriginal Australians. Like, what do you mean? Like they weren't. <laughs> so you can't. Be successful, which is what everyone wants you to do. You know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and make successful. Then Patty Mills posts on his Instagram, it's a simple change that I think will help people. And the people are there like, how much do you get paid for this, bro? Like, he makes $8 million a year. He just got traded the Atlanta Hawks on a $10 million contract or something. He's a, he's a Torres Strait Islander man. You're like, bro, how much do you get paid for this? As if anyone would have enough money. To make Paddy vote against what he thought was best for Torres Strait Islander people. It's absolutely astounding. But as I said, it's democracy, baby. Um, so I, I'm highly relieved to have seen that the area, the district that I live in is getting footpaths. <laughs> uh, was, was part of the yes voters as most of inner city Brisbane was, as most of inner city Melbourne was, as most of inner city Sydney was, as most of the inner city areas around the world, I mean, around Australia were, um, you know, people, gonna, people I, were saying it's not just a matter of inner city versus regional though. Um, and obviously there needs to be, uh, you know, regional Australia tends to have a different relationship with indigenous people. Um, but it also came down to Daiso, mm. um, economics, uh, a lot of people, mm. low socioeconomic areas were far more likely to vote no suggestions being that this cost of living crisis, um, was putting people, uh, in, of the opinion that if money's going to go anywhere, it needs to go to everyone and mm -hmm. not some of us. Two things I picked up from that. First thing I want to comment on is people who are in areas and people who have been 
victims. Like one of the, one of the big stats that, you know, the proponents of the voice were saying is like, we really need to turn around not only life expectancy and, um, education, but incarceration rates. Okay. Yeah. I was talking to a friend lives, you know, regional South Australia, his brother had his car broken into, right. Said, you know, it was some indigenous people who did that. And he's like, vote no, can't be doing that. But if you're a victim of crime and you, you know, there's people in comments painting this, you know, awful picture of crime and, you know, these sort of things, you don't know what's really like out there. It's like, okay, here's something that hopefully will ch- turn that around. And they're like, no, no, it's good how it is. No, you're saying it's not good how it is. <laughs> And that these things are happening. There's, you know, problems running rampant. You're the one saying that. Yeah. I, I, I'm believing you. I believe that. Here's something that's like, oh, no, nah, we're good, thanks. I know. And so it's like, let's try and do something that doesn't actually cost that much money, like putting together just a committee. Uh, nope. There's no point coming in and advocating for those things now. That's, that is ridiculous. But here we go. Sydney, uh, the highest numbers, 74%. Grandler, that's uh, mm. Anthony Albanese's. Seat seventy four percent voting yes, uh, and Melbourne, city of Melbourne, seventy eight percent voting yes. Although there's a lot of arguments about how long it took to vote. Did it take you a while? Oh yeah, it was about forty five minutes or something like that. Oh, suck eggs, bro. Moved to Queensland. It took me about ten minutes plus a saucy. <laughs> and That's everyone it. at the sausage stall had watched Mother and Son, so I was loving life. <laughs> I was rolling in it. That's pretty good. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention about you're bringing up, and that's that sort of city and country divide. And I, I kind of had this thought semi when I was running in a country electorate. Um, but I think it's sort of solidified now as well is like, I have so much empathy for people in the country who want to vote against the voice, you know, something like this. And it's like, oh, it's going to be a committee in Canberra. And they roll their eyes like, righto, here we go again. You know mm. what, it's like, what it's like out here? You know, there's so many more issues out in the country than the city. City, and because I've lived in cities a lot, roads are pretty good. You've got your public transport, lots of things to do, you know? Yeah. But there's a the money going out. Oh, we're going to get rid of level crossings for people in a suburb. It's like, okay, you can't find a doctor in the country. And on the way there, <laughs> you're going over all the potholes and stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> but yeah. it's true. You know, it's and so true. people in the country, when these sort of like less tangible problems come up, right? They're like, what are these politicians doing? And this is rightfully so. Like, what are they doing? My life out here needs these things immediately, right? Mm. People in the city, they've got all those things. So I don't think they're like, you know, lefty elites who are doing like that. They, their problems through the sheer fact of living there have been, a lot of them have been addressed, right? So they now turn to things like, oh, climate change, indigenous issues. How, oh, my life's pretty good. I'm living in Turak, Right driving my Jaguar, what do I have to complain about? I can find these other things to go on. And so they're trying to convince people in the country. It's like, oh, you should vote for The Voice. You should vote for climate change. The people in the country are like, what do you mean? Like, as I said, the school's portable, doesn't have air conditioning, <laughs> you know, <laughs> those kind of things. And so I've got a, you know, big sympathy, but I just, yeah, hope that the people in the country don't get scared of these bigger issues because it, it really you can tick them off while also advocating for things in your local area. So that's what I'm hoping for the future as well. Speaking of uh, people in the country, Maranoa, rural Queensland, uh, the sort of capital area there being Roma, that had the biggest no vote in the country. Mm. So that had a uh, a whopping 84.1% voting no. Um, And obviously there could be for a lot of reasons that you just talked about. Mm. 
uh, the, I think the main thing we also wanted to absolutely finish on is send a shout out to those Indigenous people. Well, who was voting no or yes, but particularly the ones that I think helped us make up our minds, Matt, and that is, you know, Bridget Karma from Uluru Dialogues, who I talked to, um, Craig Quatermain, comedian friend, um, people like Larissa Ryan, shout outs to, <laughs> um, you know, Maddie Madden, Miranda Tapsell, um, yeah. Briggs, Brooke Br Boney, <laughs> yeah. Dane Simpson, mm. All of our mates have, you know, put Tate themselves. Tate McGregor, literally voice put of the show. And, I, and also, I don't think I don't think many people might realise, like, putting themselves. Uncle Lenny, who I visited in Framlingham. Putting themselves on the front line to mm. be absolutely torn apart by mm. um, many people in the Australian public. Ray Johnson, you know, just wrapping all of our arms around all of the uh, First Nations people in Australia and um, wishing the best because, Matt, they, they didn't ask for being born for their, you know, identity to be politicized. And unfortunately it has been for the last couple of months. So hopefully, yeah, we can have a big old breath and um, support everyone as best we can. Yes, joining us in the studio now to go through the uh, weekend's other news is the person who messaged me after I put up a video of myself in 2012 doing a message for Reconciliation Week, uh, sent me a single worded DM which said, Reconciliation. Oh my it's, God, it's Bron! Pro it's producer Bron. Hello. <laughs> oh no, please Bron, when you went out and voted on... On Saturday, please don't tell me you wrote in that little box, S-L-A-Y. <laughs> no, I do. I have used it way too much. Yeah. Oh, my we God. We won't get into it today, but, Bron, you've been clicking on some other articles over the weekend, tearing your eyes away from the numbers. What's been going on? I have. So this is from Lad Bible headline. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to guess. Is it mm. about Michael Caine dropping huge... Career announcements. Yeah, that a nine. Yeah, it's not that, but a ninety-year-old has retired. It's crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I saw the headline. Michael Caine is like the headline was like Michael Caine ninety drops huge career announcement, and it's like he's retired. I was like, oh, yeah. Is Michael Caine ninety? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's still he's, he's done he's very still well doing it. He I know, and he's still doing very well. Would well, you reckon he looks great? Because maybe he'll be like. That um, 104-year-old woman who broke the record of oldest person to skydive. 104. <laughs> God, get him on the oh set God. of, you know, Dark Knight 5 or something in some sort of power suit, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if he's still doing his own stunts. But no, he's done he's had a good he's had a good um a good innings. Uh, is your story about Madonna and her celebration tour, which kicked off over the weekend, um, that she had to sort of reschedule because of the near-death experience? No, what? it's not about that. What was her near-death experience? Well, in late June, apparently, uh, Madonna, 65, according to news.com.au, was found unresponsive um, just over two weeks before the tour was originally due to open and rushed to a New York hospital. Um, at the time, she had to be intubated for at least one night in the intensive care unit. That doesn't sound good at all. No. So was it anything 
Because uh, 60, pa- 65 is the actual retirement age, isn't it? <laughs> I know, but she's still doing this too, although she's got a, a knee brace, but that's about it. Mm. Um, but no, so none of these things, Bron? No. Okay, what's happening? Now? I went really highbrow this week. Um, the headline is, Woman dreads starting new job over very awkward name abbreviation. Is it her name or the job name? Her name. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh. So, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is going to be, like, when you start a job, they've got different email uh, policies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for me, like, at the ABC, it was, like, Dyson.Alex. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes, like, it's your the first letter of your first name and then your full last name. Yeah. Or yes. vice versa. So, her name... Her, is something rude on their official email. Please don't tell me she's called Sonia Lay. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Bron. Slay at listener.com.au. <laughs> uh, but I reckon it is you have your full first name and then your final last initial, and she's like um, Anna Lewis. <laughs> Wait, so what's that? A is that anal anal Lewis? <laughs> no, just A and A L. Oh, okay. Anna, yeah. Anna Lewis. Anna Lewis. Um well or maybe maybe a, is it like a you know, her name's Brenda Johnson or something like that, and it's like a BJ thing. Mm. No. Alright, hit no? us. What is it? This is from a TikTok video that she put up recently. My name is Samantha Hart, and most companies use the email designation of first initial last name, meaning that my email would be short. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, you don't want to get a return to sender from Shark. (laughs) Going to stay in the inbox. Out of office (laughs) and the bowl. Out of toilet response. Um, well, it's good to know that we can end a serious episode with <laughs> a reference to sharting. <laughs> um, thank you, Bron, for uh, you know keeping up the equilibrium that we have here of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Mm. Where we talk a bit of real and we talk a bit of silly, and we're going to keep doing it uh, for many, many podcasts to come. So uh, we do thank you very much for joining us. Like we said earlier today, Daiso, we're, we're we you know we're not going to be talking about the the voice oh, pack anymore. It in. Pack it in. And actually, the 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 voice campaigners, the prominent voice campaigners, have, are you know giving a week's silence to mm. um, reflect and come back together and figure out what the next steps are um, in this particular you know for their plight mm. uh, as Indigenous Australians. So um, so yeah, we won't be talking about it anymore. But we also won't be releasing former episodes this week of Silence. We will be back tomorrow with a new episode of our ramblings very, very soon. All right, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.net.